Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in to the Ole Miss Morning After Show on this November 18th, 19th, depending on when you're listening. Ole Miss beats ULM 35-3. to The result in Ole Miss win was not surprising. Maybe the way it started and what the score was at halftime. With the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving, closing out this regular season, two games in five days. Brad, it was the exact game you thought it would be, but here they are, 9-2, and two, where you want them to be sitting. <laughs> I think just one of those games, man, you, you, you showed up and, um, man, the crowd was, wasn't quite there. The, the whole setup was just one of those scrimmage type games. Ole Miss showed up and played 15 minutes of football today and that they decided, they said, Hey, I'm going to turn it on for one quarter, score 21 quick points and then just cruise to the rest of it. I mean, you know, those are tough games to play. Um, you know, you still got to show up and do better than that. And, and they did what they needed to do. You know, no, it looks like there was no injuries anything anything like that but you know the 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 most important thing today was was to get a win and and do it without getting hurt and that's what they did i mean it wasn't pretty could almost have played better heck yeah they could have played better um there's some very concerning things to, especially on the o-line that i think that if um if do not get fixed it's going to be very interesting this next thursday down and start well a lot more interesting than almost fans want um but you know all in all man i mean God, is at least we got the win nine and two. Let's let let's go on to this next one. I, I hope, honestly, hope they don't even watch this. I hope they go right into the indoor and just start looking at at state stuff. And I think that's what they're going to do. So, um, yeah, just not 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 a fun one to watch. But but we did get the win. I don't want to get too much into the game itself. I'm going to let you hand out your helmet stickers, do Brad's big thing. Uh, but first, and I guess it is your big thing, starting with the offensive line. If you're really going to take anything away from this game, 
Why was the offensive line protection so bad? Early on, at least, ULM was whipping that Ole Miss front, which was very oh, – yeah. yeah, I I think if, if you look, man, I mean, ULM was doing a lot of stunts, twists, ETs, TEs. That's where you got DNs, um, you know, slanting, people wrapping around. A lot of picks, and, and what, what was mind-blowing to me is how we had – we did not have the ability to pass it off, which is – which, I mean, it's, it's not easy – don't get me wrong, but a team like that shouldn't be, you know, picking us and, and coming loose like that. Um, we did not handle the line movement very well, and you know, we, we rushed for three point four yards versus ULM. Um, you know that that to me is concerning, man. I mean, I know. Listen, we we did lose two tackles. That's not ideal um, at all. But you're 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 hoping that your backups can come in and hold it down versus ULM until maybe, I, I don't know. Um, I'm telling you, if this O-line shows up and plays like they did today, this next Thursday, one, a quarterback's going to end up getting hurt, or two, um, th th that game, we could very well lose that game. I'm going to tell you right now, Ole Miss fans, like if you do not show up, if this O-line shows up and plays like they did in this, in our D-line, you know, they don't, they're not off the hook either. I mean, ULM, I mean, they run the ball pretty decent. Hell, ULM ran for 192 yards. Up front, I mean, we're, we were definitely more talented team, but up front, it was not. Um, it was not beautiful. Um, you know, on either side, and when you're playing SEC games, um, th those two things need to be on. And that's my only complaint for today. I mean, maybe they just showed up uninspired, but you go back to that Georgia game it was the same thing. Hell, it was second and two all, uh, most a lot of the day today. At first runs, eight yards, I mean, you can't – they can't happen. And um, I don't know if Georgia just stole their soul last week or what, but <laughs> they better they better wake it up because um, Mississippi State's fighting for a bowl game. Yeah. I mean, and, and, the, and you can tell they they haven't laid down, if anything. They've no, been motivated. No, because what, what they want – I mean, you go to that bowl game and your new coach comes in, they get a chance to evaluate you and and be that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're done for the year, you don't get to see your players until the spring. Well – you go to a bowl game, they hire a coach. He has to come in and observe practice and see. It's a big deal for them to get to a bowl game, to postseason, so so their new coach can see, you know, what they got and what they're doing. If he, if it's a hire that's going to come in earlier. But, um, yeah, they're going to be – and they're going to want this. They're going to want this. I've been a part of the same type of game. We were 8-3 and three or 9-3 and three down there, 9-2, whatever it was. 2009. And yeah, 2009. They, they beat the fire out of us, and they were not as good as us. So – um, if our O-line D-line plays like this Thursday, you can you can better bet that's going to come down to the wire, if not go against us. So we better we better show up and play better than that. Something's got to get fixed. Um, and they, I feel like we got exposed um, today well, as far as our O-line being able to pass off stunts and twists and stuff. And they were they were they were free all day. I mean, it, Dart, Dart was was running for his life. It'd be different if it just had happened in this game. You're like, okay, well they lost to Georgia and they're just getting through it. Whatever they're missing two tackles. But Georgia, it was the same issues. This is the one of the most misconceived things. It's like, oh, you know, they're showing up. They, you know, it's hard to get up for that game, which, yeah, that is, is somewhat true. But whenever the ball is laid down and you're in the game since so the snap, you don't really, like, have time to think, like, oh, I feel this way. or Like, dude, like, you're playing in a freaking game. Like, you're you're playing. Like, you're out there. Like, you don't think – you don't necessarily pay attention to who exactly you're playing. Um so this is, I mean, this is what we are. We we we're, we struggling. We got injuries, obviously, on on the offensive line. But um, man, it's concerning going forward, especially especially this next game, and then going into whatever bowl game we get. Um, you know, it just it's just odd that you know odd little drop off here at the at the end of the season, which you know I'm hoping this is not a theme.
Yeah, if you're curious to where Ole Miss is really going to spend its money in the portal, I think it's pretty obvious. It's going to be on the fronts, yeah. both offensive and defensive. Because I'm looking across at Ole Miss's skill players, and finally you see a little bit of Aiden Williams, but he didn't get to play that much, which is concerning against ULM. It was still Jordan Watkins. It was still Dayton Wade. It was still Trey Harris. And Trey's probably gone, and Dayton's probably gone. Jordan's coming back. You, you Like Caden Priestcorn, I expect him to come back. You start to look at the pieces, you're like, okay – well, what takes this team then from – I mean, how do you make 10-2 and two next level, which is what? I mean, competing with Alabama and Georgia at their place, or next year it'll be Georgia at home, really having a chance to win that game. It's in the trenches, and Ole Miss does not have the talent up front. It just doesn't. I mean, that's where they're behind right now. If you're wondering what's holding them back, it's that. They, their offensive line, there's not enough talent, and defensive line, there's not enough talent, especially up the middle. And that's the most concern. I think that's – and maybe it's completely naive or maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You could tell me. But it feels like, I mean, you've got to build, like, with any sport, with any team, build up the middle first. Uh, and Ole Miss right now is just falling short there. Yeah, I think on the D-line we're going to have an influx of young talent come in um, based off what's committed right now. we got a couple of really good D-line from Mississippi committed. Um, you probably could add one or two of those in the portal. But I think up front, man, we have got to add some experienced guys. I mean, and – and the problem is, like, hey, if you're in the portal, you know, are you, you know, are you that good, or what have you, what have you done? I mean, there's, yeah, there's no Victor Turn, Quincy McGee, both of them were from the portal, plug and play yeah, starters, and they're still there's no, no guarantee. I mean, the Quincy guy, he struggled, he struggled mightily a lot this year when I watched him, but the you know Kern has been been decently solid, but um, yeah, there's just no guarantee. You, you, but they've got to hit on a few of these linemen, man. They really do to to take it to the next level because what we have right now in there. Um, it's just, it's, I'm not going to say it's bad because they, they do, you know, they are putting some good staff. It's just inconsistent. You know what I mean? And then that, that's what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, like, like your average player can block a guy, the same guy that your great player can, but it's about consistency and, and the great players can do it way more consistent than the, than your just normal guy. And we have to get to where we develop some more consistency, um, guys that, that are more consistent, and we've got to get there. I mean, it, it, it's eye-popping at this point. I mean, the, the, the stats today, I mean, we did throw the ball well, but, I mean, heck, we didn't I – mean, we averaged 3.4 yard carry. That is tough. I mean, I'm telling you, if that if we block like this next Thursday, it is going to be a bloodbath. It will be a bloodbath up front. It, it that, doesn't matter what the records are. But, I mean, as bad as it's been for State this year, like you said, there's still plenty for them to play for, and they're motivated after their head coach gets let go. And no. they beat up on a bad Southern Miss team today, but they did beat up on a bad Southern Miss team. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. And Ole Miss was lethargic and sleepwalking, but even when they separated and obviously took ULM ultimately to the woodshed here, the problems persisted. It's not because all of a sudden they started road grading ULM up the middle. It's because they popped off some big plays in the passing game like they have been doing all year. So, they are what they are, and you can tell where Ole Miss is going to spend its money in the transfer portal, and that's up front, but that's no guarantee for success either. You want to see some positive stuff, especially if Ole Miss ends up, you know, in Florida for a bowl game, wherever it might be. I think the most likely scenario right now would be the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, and um, that's, you know, objectively a great year. I mean, Ole Miss is shooting for it. If it wins the Egg Bowl and a bowl, its first ever 11-win season. That'd be pretty incredible. Um but still, uh, you, you can see where the flaws are, where the holes are, or maybe where they where they could get better. If you're thinking, how can they go from good to great? Yeah, no kidding, man. Well, I think, man, what I think Georgia exposed a little a little bit of weakness, and you saw ULM try to do the same thing this week. So, um, 
Yeah, I think we still got a lot to play for. I mean, I think that um, Kiffin kind of, which I've, I haven't seen him, you know, say this yet, you know, much, but I mean, he alluded to in his interview about, you know, bringing the trophy home and then Jackson Dart said, hey, you know, he's thought about that all year. I thought that was pretty cool of him. You know, he's a Utah guy. He's not, you know, really a Mississippi kid. So, but I think he, you know, in his interview, so I think they're, I don't want to say they're, they looked ahead a little bit, but I mean, I think, you know, I, I think that they still have a lot to play for. And I think within that building, they won't, you know, want to get that egg bowl and, and they got some momentum here at, t- at 10 and two, you know, you win the egg bowl and, and recruiting wise and all that. I mean, it's still a big deal because when you're recruiting this year, you're like, Hey man, I mean, when, when if you're sitting with a kid, Hey, Mississippi state's on the down guys, like they don't have NIL money or, or so to speak, you, you, there's a lot of ways that recruit against that whenever you're on the up and up and your, your rivals down. So um, still got a lot to play for. I mean, and, and you never know some teams can lose in front of you um, here as well. And you could get, you could pop into one of those new year six bowls. But what I would like to see a little, you know, a little bit better, you know, up front, I think on both sides of the ball somewhere where, and we do need to get fresh. We need to figure something out because we've just suddenly, you know, looked extremely weak on both sides of this on, on, you know, O-line and D-line, which has not been really the theme all year. I mean, it hasn't been great on the O-line, but the D-line hasn't been getting pushed around like this. So um, this is something that hopefully will stop and, and, and show up Thursday ready to go. Here's everything Lane Kiven had to say after Ole Miss's 35 to three win over ULM on Saturday. All right, so, you know, glad our guys um, finished the season undefeated at home. Um, Really neat, a lot of kind of as you group it together, a lot of special moments through the year or through the year here and memories. So um, glad that that we finished off with a win, which is the bottom line to get done. Obviously not pleased with the first half offensively. Um, You know, uh, very surprised that we came out like that. um, played flat and got penalties and so <clears throat> had a drop for a touchdown. So I'm was pleased that they responded in the third quarter to, you know, go 21, nothing, um, you know, to kind of pull away in the game was huge. So, um, you know, short week, I'm going to go to work today after this, um, you know, to, to work to, to get this trophy back. So we screwed it up last year and so now we got a short week to get ready for that. I think that, you know, we came out of this pretty healthy today, which was a, a big goal. Um, maybe second after winning was to be healthy, and especially after last year's um, getting beat up and playing over I think, 90 plays on offense a year ago before this game. So, um, good win. Lane, it kind of seemed like three of those five first half drives was just a, really a matter of not finishing, but for those being you know, over 10 plays, kind of were we seeing some of the more common issues offensively in that first half? Yeah, um, I mean, the good part of it wasn't like it was just three and out. We were moving the ball and then we'd get a penalty and um, couldn't finish it. Um, you know, just trying to create some momentum, maybe went for it on fourth down when you maybe wouldn't have. Um, so I just think. <clears throat> we just didn't finish the drives or put ourselves in bad situation um, with more holding penalties. Lane, you guys are perfect at home for the second time in, in three years. What does that say uh, about this program and, and where it's at? Um, it says a lot about these kids and where it's come. I think um, they just said 21 and two. So the last 23 games, 21 and two in here. And you know, in fact, you can go that long and remember the games you lost and remember having the ball, um, not making a two point in one of them and then 
not scoring in the Alabama game, you know, says that um, our guys have played really well in here. Um, maybe for one or had the ball right at the end to tie or win. Lane of Thursday, I think you said you all had conversations with Dart and he planned to come back. Just I know y'all are still focusing on this season, but what were those preliminary talks like? And when did you when do you kind of bring up that stuff in, in the season? Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, that was a conversation between me and him, and I kind of got caught off guard. So, I'll, you know, on saying that, and I made sure right when I left the radio show, I said that to him, you know, because that's really not my my position to really say. And so, um, when he's ready to talk to you guys about that, he will. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, we have sometimes these talks are different nowadays, just trying to figure out rosters for the next year in season, which is very abnormal, just because you got portal coming up and trying to figure all that out and especially a significant player like the quarterback you know you try to figure out because some other players you know come back a lot of times based off of that how much stress does that put on a staff to have to re-recruit kids I mean instead of just going out and recruiting a new new crop you got to recruit what's already here I mean that's it. <clears throat> you guys hear me say all the time you know we just Whatever they make the rules and situations, and you know, as I've said before, it was a disaster putting NIL and Portal at the same time basically together without having it nailed and, in my opinion, not very thought out. So we've seen some of the disasters that have happened with that. And so it is what it is. We just try to maximize the situation and not ignore it and know that it's there. I mean, I think it's there's so much involved in it that you can have a player, a freshman, make a play at the end of the game, and it goes in your head. You're so happy for him, and you're like, "Well, that guy's going to get pre-portaled more by other people, you know, after making a play." Just kind of the world we're in. You know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are kind of your uh, physical days of practice, I guess. Just what kind of changes with the short week as far as that goes? Yeah, this late in the year, um, we we don't practice very much in this setup of the short week. It's really one full day of practice, so. Um, like I said, we're, we're going upstairs to watch this film get it over with and then watch the state game that's finishing right now. Um, you know, we actually, this week, for the first time, um, you know, really started game planning during the week for them, which is, we hadn't done that before. Lane, just through two games, kind of with this reworked offensive line, what have you thought of how that's gone and do you anticipate maybe getting any reinforcements back before Thursday there? Yeah, I would think Jaden would be back. Um, so without watching this film, I can't really, you know, give you the perfect assessment. You know, again, holding penalties and kind of felt big little in the game. And so through two games, I'd say it's been okay. And again, that's a challenging situation. You know, in the middle of a week, late in a week, you lose your your right tackle. Then you lose the next tackle three plays into a game. That's, I mean, that's challenging for everybody. You already mentioned kind of the tale of two halves that we had today. Kind of walk us through that halftime locker room conversation. I just told guys to reset and, you know, really challenge themselves like they're going out to an SEC game. You know, they got a half left here of, you know, come out with some great intensity and, you know, try to challenge and bring your own energy. It wasn't going to, they weren't going to get it from other places today. So they're going to have to bring it themselves, um, you know, to kind of create it.
and then coming out in the third quarter and scoring 21 straight points after that first half, what was kind of the biggest difference that you saw maybe from that first half performance to the third quarter with the offense? I think just finishing drives and making plays and not shooting ourselves in the foot. I thought the first half defensively, outside of the last drive, you know, we played pretty good. Um, so I think it was just really more of an offensive thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, a, I don't, I'm not a hunter, but I was like asking them at half, like, did our offense like go hunting today? Because it's the first day of hunting. They told me, Buckshot told me um, before the game. So, because I asked Buckshot, like, is anybody coming to the game today? They're in the walk. He said it's first day of hunting, coach. Probably lost some guys today, so um, maybe that joke worked that I said at halftime with them. And then looking ahead to the Egg Bowl, a chance to win double-digit games for another season, a chance to maybe solidify a New Year's Six Bowl bid. Just kind of how big is this game for you guys? Uh, I mean, it would be huge regardless of that stuff because, because it's the Egg Bowl, it's your rivalry game. Um, so no matter what, it would be big. Then I think it gets extra big because you know, losing it last year. And then, like you just said, there's a lot to be at stake to get to 10 wins, um, 10 regular season wins for the second time in three years when it never been done before uh, would be pretty neat. And then get through that and then go get to number 11. The Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad is brought to you by Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage. Buying a home? Take the first step by getting pre-approved by the Jake Ott team at your local Bank of England Mortgage. Buy with confidence knowing the exact cost and what to expect by getting the paperwork behind you on the front end, making for a relaxed, stress-free home buying experience. Whether it's your game day condo, starter home, dream home, investment property, beach house, or mountain home, Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage have the financial solution for you. And through the end of 2023, they're offering no-cost refinance for all who purchase in the current high-rate economy. Interest rates will come down soon, but Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage will be there to save you big money on your refinance when the time is right. Let Oxford's best take the stress out of your home buying experience. Check out Jake Ott and the Bank of England Mortgage team at www.boeoxford.com. That's boeoxford.com. Or you can contact Jake directly at 662-832-4663. That's Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage, the title sponsor of the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad. Talk of Champions Podcast Network is brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. It's getting close to the end of 2023. If you need to make year-end donations for tax purposes, call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation and they'll walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives. Whether it's the Vault Society or Empower, both initiatives give you a tax-deductible way to support the Champions Now campaign for Ole Miss Athletics. Or if you're working on estate planning, call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation to discuss Forever Ole Miss. For further information, call 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159. Or visit GiveToAthletics.com. That's GiveToAthletics.com. It's the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. 
from pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're going three, one, two, three. Let's go. Helmet stickers. All right, Brad, give me your three helmet stickers after Ole Miss beats ULM 35-3. to My first one I'm going to give to Caden Prescorn. I did not realize that was his first touchdown of the season. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I guess he was injured early on, but he had a good day. I thought it was. I thought what was exciting to see was Ole Miss getting the tight end involved over the middle. I mean, we haven't seen that since Kenny Yeboah was here. And, I mean, the last couple of seasons has been the tight end has just been – it hasn't been a part of the offense, which I thought that was like what what Lane was known for with the Harrison Bryant kid and all that. But, um, you know, it was finally nice to see a tight end go off a little bit. I mean, he had 69 yards or something like that. He had he had quite a few yards and some big catches. Over nice. The middle. nice it, a nice round 69. <laughs> he did, and he had a touchdown today. So that was I, – I think pre-scoring. I mean, he, he looked good today out there. In the so receiver. 69 and he scored. He scored. He scored. He got a, he got a touchdown, man. It was exciting. All right, your second helmet sticker goes to who? Um, man, Dayton Wade. I'm gonna go Dayton Wade again, which is their offensive guy. I just think that kid is um something about him, dude. I just like him. I, I mean, he, he's he's always making the play. I mean, he's always making the play. He's gonna quietly have about 800 yards receiving this year for us. He runs great routes. He really does. I mean, he's a great he's, route runner. He's extremely fast. Yeah, I, I'm excited out of his cuts, man. That's what really stuck out to me. Just, I'm excited to see him like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if he comes back what he does, but I'm excited to see him run a 40. I mean, I think he's going to run a really fast 40. The dude has really got some wheels, man. And for his size, he plays. I mean, he's one of those guys that came in I'm, and nobody expected this. That's what's so great about it. Um, I don't think anybody expected him to be like this. So I think him, man, I think he's, he, he's just been fun to watch. He really has. What were his final numbers? Uh, I think he had 108 yards somewhere in there and a touchdown. Yeah. Big play Wade, man. It's just yeah, – he, He's up to 700-something yards this year and four or five touchdowns. I mean, and it's just – this plays freaking hard all the diggum time, man. Those are the greatest success stories for Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss in the portal. Guys like Dayton Wade, Jacor Pearson, who were walk-ons and not the decorated guys like Michael Trigg necessarily and have really performed. I mean, he's – made himself into an NFL player. And uh, it's, I would be surprised if he came back only because I think he kind of is what he is at this point. And like scout and evaluators are going to like him more now than they ever will. Yeah. Right. Well, I think, I think Lane kind of alluded to like how big, I don't, I don't know what the whole Jackson Dart announcement it was kind of odd and awkward or whatever. 
Um, but I think he kind of alluded to, hey, man, it's going to be nice to have Dart. You know, he, I would I would think Dart and Wade have a good relationship. Dart and a couple of guys have a good relationship. Hey, but I Dart can, said after the game that a decision has not been made. So. I, don't know, I don't know what decision he has to make. I mean, that's, right. that's, that's a whole other subject. Like, let's be real. We just watched Matt Corral last, uh, um, you know, a turkey sandwich in the NFL, if that. So, um, there is there is no decision for him to make unless he's going to another college school, unless he wants to go, you know, try to be a backup. Yeah, immediately he's not ready. There's, there's a kid is not ready at all to be a, to be an NFL quarterback. So um, I don't think there's a decision there to be made. But um, which probably has been the case and was the case. It's just Lane kind of spoke he, out of turn. He's got to he's he's, come back next year and have a really really big year and and progress. You're not going to be he he a lot of he he can run the ball well, but that whole part of the game's gone when you get to the NFL. You got to be able to take the snap and and, and throw into coverage and and do your thing. Can he run some? Yeah, but he, man, dude, that, sh- that shot he took at Georgia, that's an NFL shot. You're taking that, you're taking that every time you try to run. So that that's what's made him really effective for us, which is great. But just as far as a peer sitting back in the pocket passing, it's it's got to improve dr- dramatically, you know, drastically. So um I think he'd benefit huge. I think he has a chance to to play his way into the mid rounds, but he's far from that right now. He, Three touchdowns be- today. Um, he's got a good arm, but th- there is some hesitancies there, especially when he's really when you really want to see him fire the ball in. But he did fire one in today to Caden Priestcorn over the middle. Caden was completely covered up, and you're like, "Oh, that's a next level throw." But you don't see that enough. You haven't seen that enough. So I agree with you, and, and not to even take into account again the draft class itself with Caleb Williams and Drake May. Yeah, and, that's, really- and that's my point too. It's like, man, you know, yeah. leaving early used to be a thing for the top dogs. Like you didn't think if you were even like. I don't even know if Jackson Arbor get it drafted. I'm serious. I, I don't with, with as deep as the quarterback class is, I don't know that he even gets drafted and you're leaving early to, and you're not getting drafted. Come back to school, dude. Come spend an extra six months and see what happens. You know, and again, so, I think he's going to. I think the only reason why he said that after the game today was a decision hasn't been made was because Lane maybe <laughs> said what he didn't want out there yet. I mean, it's understood because he's already recruiting for Ole Miss. He's helping Ole Miss's portal pursuits, or he, he's involved in those decision making. Well, not decision making necessarily, but he has a voice in the room. So you're not giving him that kind of you know deference if you're not expecting him to come back. He's coming back. It's just maybe yeah. he wanted to share the news, and that's why he wanted to well, you know walk you it also, back a little bit today. You look at it from his standpoint. There's also leverage involved, nil stuff, money involved. So like right. you don't want to just be like, oh, I love this place. I'm gonna come right back. Like don't. You know what I mean? Like you got to try to make him think, you know, there's a whole leverage game to this now with money involved, but yeah, Jackson, he, he would be very, I think he took a big step this year and he's much better, much safer with the ball. And I think, I think he takes that next step where he's safe with the ball and a little bit more of a dog with it. So um, I think, I think he has, I think he has a great chance to come back and, and be, you know, somebody that, that is the best quarterback in the SEC or leads SEC in passing or something to really improve his chances, but leaving now would be a massive risk on his part. You don't want, I mean, you don't want your football career to end like that. I mean, I, I think it would take a, it would be a, something crazy if you were to make a team and be a, a chance to start and all that in the NFL. He's just not ready for that in my mind. Your third helmet sticker goes to who? Uh, man, I think that if you look at, I watch, I think Trey Washington, would Trey Washington have another pick today? Um, he just he just does it every week, man. He does it I every mean, time. Like yeah. I, I, if I had to give one defensive guy, I just think he's had he's actually had a quietly really good year for us um, in the secondary, and um, wasn't really a name we were talking about before the season that was going to be you know big time secondary player. But I think been he's been their a, most consistent defensive performer. I agree. 
I agree. He's he's been he's been always there, Johnny on spots. So I'm gonna go with him because he had a pick. Yeah, and he deserves it. Um, Trey reminds me a lot of AJ Finley. AJ Finley steady as they went. Maybe doesn't have uh next level traits that jump out to you when you watch him, but he always produces and he'll get he'll stick on a roster and play for ten years in the league. I mean, he's you know he, he's just Johnny on the spot. He can play special teams. Um, but he's let all missing tackles. I mean, so many times at this point from a safety spot, and that's both a good thing and a bad thing because he's a great player, but also Ole Miss up the middle, especially on the defensive line, just isn't there yet. So that's a good pick. Um, your last thing before we get out of here, uh, not necessarily final thoughts, uh, just about ULM, uh, Ole Miss, but around the SEC, what's happening, state wins with an interim. Um, they're going to be motivated for the Egg Bowl. What are you hearing as far as maybe – who they're going after, the silly season coming, the the regular season ending. Just final thoughts as we wrap up here following the last regular season game of 2023. Can you believe that? The last yeah. one already, man. That's Crazy. nuts. It's been a been a great year. I think I think nobody thought Ole Miss would go 10-2, and and I, but I think we all knew which two games we were going to lose. But, hey, we end up winning all the rest of them or, or having a chance to win all the rest of them. Look at me. I'm already looking ahead over state. Um, no, but I, I think Ole Miss has a great opportunity um, this week to go in there. And, um, you know, I, I think you go in there and, and you really kind of plant your flag at, hey, you know, we, we're the premier program in the state. You know, you guys are on, on the right on the fall. Who are you going to hire? Who who actually wants your job? Where are you going to land, you know, you know, coaching-wise? Are you going to get – a big name guy? Or are you gonna are you are you gonna be passed up to where you have to go coordinator wise? So I don't know, um, but I will say this: Ole Miss should, should also take this game very serious and be very alert because they're playing to get to a bowl, and um, I think that's I, I've been in that I've been in this game before, and they're 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 going to get their best shot. They're going to get their best shot, um, and there's nothing more that they want to see that, that, than to beat us and when we're having one of our best seasons. You know what I mean? So. Um, you know, I just think that it's going to be a, it's going to be a dogfight, and, and coaching wise for state, I'll be interested to see where they go. I haven't heard a ton of names. Um, you know, I've tried to poke around, but there's you know, you just everybody's close to their best. So I can't get over you, man. I can't get over you. <laughs> you know, we text. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm hearing some juicy stuff. I'm thinking we could podcast about it." <laughs> and what do you do? Oh, you know, people are keeping uh, close to the chest. Is there a move that state could make that would would be their Lane Kiffin move, right? Since we're going into Egg Bowl week now, previewing that game, previewing what's ahead for both programs. I mean, Ole Miss doesn't really concern itself with State, but it does this week. And there, it seems like Ole Miss is in a far different place right now than them. And uh, Ole Miss has been in that spot where you feel like you're you're teetering on the brink of complete irrelevancy to where if you don't make a move, will you be lost to the abyss forever? I don't know if there's a higher out there. I mean, Dan Mullen, I've heard some of that. Uh, I don't think Dan's going to be the guy. Uh, Chadwick, there's mixed reporting on that, uh, whether he wants the job or not. I think they want him. Uh, but you look at this job, and, I mean, what what would what, would there be a move that could scare you? You know, not that any move necessarily would scare you with State. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I think I think the Liberty coach, um, you know, I think – Yeah, Chadwick's I think, good. Yeah, I, I think he would be one of those guys that would be Kiffin-like, um, you know, just as far not not from a, a marketing standpoint, but from a hey, coming from like a FAU or coming from a Liberty, but it's been really dangerous when he's been coaching. Like he is, his teams have been damn good, and um, I think he would he would be one of those guys where you'd be like, all right, this is this guy's got a chance to come in and be really good. Um, you know, I, I think you're just El- not gonna say it, are you? You're just not I, gonna say it, are you? I think the El- El- is a candidate. You're not gonna say it, are you? 
That's oh, fine. Man. It's fine. I said it. I think. It's I think that will be. I think that'd be a fun one. I think Levy will be a fun one. I, I do because he. I mean, people. Ole Miss fans love to talk shit on him, but what they don't realize is his offense is ranked higher than Ole Miss's this year. So is it really? Um, yeah, Oklahoma's like sixth or seventh in the nation in offense, buddy. So in every every offense that he's had has been very highly ranked. So he would definitely make it interesting down there. <laughs> he'd definitely make it interesting. I don't know if he takes it or, or, or if they even if they if they offer him or even go after him. I know they did like him at one point, and um, I don't know. He would he would be he'd be interesting, interesting candidate. Yeah, it, sure. But here's the thing with Ole Miss, man. It's nice to be going into an off season, a silly season, a postseason, and not really feel any kind of drama was on the way. I don't I don't feel like we're on the brink here of having to cover endless Lane Kiffin drama again and that's a welcome return to well not even a return it's just these are the good old days you know Ole Miss is on the verge of 10 and 2 the first 11 win season in its history uh potentially a new year six probably the citrus bowl um Lane Kiffin is the head coach and he's here for a little while still um one of the highest paid in getting those kind of results so it's two different spots for two different programs but the setup is still the same it's the friggin egg bowl <laughs> so like in 2009 don't let Brad or Kendrell Lockett say to you, Ben, Ben, don't worry about Mississippi State. And Brad's telling you not to, especially if the offensive line blocks like it did against ULM. If it blocks like that, it might be a little bit more of an uncomfortable afternoon than you want. That's if it blocks like that, Dart's going to need some icy hot. Oh, God. So, this has been the Ole Miss Morning After Show. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. I wrap the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and the food of on three. If you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions and iTunes. That's the podcast network that this show and many others are on. Just simply search Talk of Champions wherever you get your podcast. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. Thank you, man. I'll see you after Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And please, 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 can we not have a 2009 Redux? Please, please. Uh, I hope not. You better block somebody. You better block somebody. That's all I got to say. Because you got to run the ball for more than three yards on the road. Yeah. Not you the reassurance play, play I was looking for. That wasn't that wasn't the enthusiasm. Thank you, buddy. Bye. See you, Ben. Howdy, Toddy. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.